Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, the Shoreline Publishing podcast. And in this episode, we've got Bernard Marin, who's written a book called People Who Have Changed the World. G'day, Bernard. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Will? Not too bad today. And uh, uh, researching this book for this podcast, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, why, um, why historical fiction and why biographical stuff? Um, at university, I read uh, Ernest Jones' biography of Freud, which I found fascinating. At university, I was studying economics, John Maynard Keynes, and The thing that really struck me about Keynes was at the Treaty of Versailles, he said what the Allies were doing was going to cause a Second World War because they were out to destroy Germany and he knew Germany couldn't pay the reparations. And I just found that fascinating. So I got interested in this sort of stuff at university and over the years, I've just become more and more fascinated with it. The reason I did this sort of Um, interview type arrangement was because it gave me a a vehicle to sort of get inside the people's personalities and understand their passions and their foibles, the good, the bad and the ugly. And uh, the the interview style is, uh, is an interesting thing. It's not something that's readily done, I don't think, particularly in historical fiction and looking at some of the people you've looked at in the book. Well... You know, we used to play this game when we were kids. If you have, if you were to have a dinner party, who would you like to have at the table? Yep. And when I sort of thought about it, these were some of the people I'd like to have at the table. There were many more, of course. I mean, Isaac Newton sounds pretty interesting and yes. Nelson Mandela sounds pretty interesting. But I chose these seven because they were people that always just interested me. I mean, John Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir were things that we read at university, I was interested, I was doing accounting, I was always pretty good at numbers, but I was more interested in speaking with the art students and the law students because they just captured my imagination, I had more in common with them. And so we used to read about this stuff and about uh, some of these philosophies over the years, and so it just fascinated me. Was it, was it really difficult to narrow it down to these seven people? Like you say, the dinner table would have to be pretty big to get everyone there and you, and you haven't got someone like Mandela or Newton in your book. Is it, it was it difficult to you know, narrow down Einstein, Freud, Madame Curie and the like? Well, <laughs> good question. Look, the answer is the seven people that are there are people that I've found absolutely fascinating. Um, I could have, the could, book could have been much, much bigger, of course because I've included many more people if I, but at the end of the day, I figured um, these people really did capture my imagination. I mean, you know, I was always interested in Mother Teresa and what she was doing in Gandhi, but, you know, you just got to draw the line somewhere. And I guess that's where I did. But I must say some of the things that I found incredibly fascinating was 
Madame Curie, which I knew very little about, but I was always interested in her. The thing about Madame uh, uh, Marie Curie was, I mean, apart from the fact that she was incredibly smart, she won two Nobel Prizes mm, for yes. physics and chemistry. I, f I really walked away from there, from that interview feeling very sympathetic towards her because not long after her husband was tragically killed in a, an accident, um, she ended up having a relationship with a younger man who was her late husband's assistant and she was castigated for it. And I thought to myself, you know, she really had a hard time. She made an incredibly good and important contribution to the world. Also during the war, she did some really important things, but she really had a hard time of it. And so I felt very sympathetic towards her. She's just a fascinating character and a very important person in terms of her contribution. Did you find that the, the characters developed through the interview, like they might have started off in a certain way and then finished in a certain light? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, you sort of, as I said earlier, I was really interested in uh, Simone de Beauvoir because she was one of the early feminists. But as I read about her, what, I, what became very clear was her relationship with Sartre was very interesting. I mean, she had a, a student by the name of Bianca Benenfield, a Jewish woman, who she ended up having a relationship with. When she had finished that relationship, she passed Bianca onto Sartre. And when he'd finished with her, um, that was the end of it. And when it came to the Second World War, she was, they knew that she was Jewish, but they turned her back on her. And so it was very sad that they left her in that state. And at the end of the day, Bianca, after the two of them died, wrote a book about her side of the story. It's very poignant, very poignant. And so they, you know, Simone de Beauvoir, in spite of all her good work and her good writings, you know, there was a bit of a dark side to her, which was very interesting. I might tell you something interesting about, about um, um, uh, Einstein was that I discovered in my research that he also had a child out of wedlock. So before he got married, he had a daughter who was given up for adoption at the assistance of his his partner's mother. He eventually got married to this woman a year later, but this woman was given up for adoption. Nothing was ever heard of this girl ever since. Yeah, right. Which was really interesting. But Einstein also had a bit of a, a dark side to him. He had about 12 mistresses in and out of his marriage, one of which was said to be a Russian spy. So I found some interesting stuff when I was doing my research. In, in, I didn't really, in my research, I didn't really look so much for what these people contributed. I was more interested in looking at the people and the person rather than their subject matter, even though when it came to John Stuart Mill, for example, um, you know, he fascinated me. And the reason he fascinated me was because, you know, I wrote this book mainly when I was in lockdown because of, low, low, uh, because of COVID. And what happened was, so he was, his theory about privacy and his theory about anybody can do and say as they please, providing they don't do harm to others. 
So we had this harm principle. And what really interested me about that was in America and also in the free democratic world, there seems to be, especially online, people can do and say as they please. But in fact, you know, when he wrote on liberty, which was many years ago, you know, he had this harm principle, which was really important. And so I came to the view that, you know, even though you're in a free democracy, it's not as though you can just say anything to anyone about anything. There is restrictions on what you can say. That if you're going to encourage harm and do harm to people, then that's not your civil liberty. You're not entitled to do that. And so it was sort of seemed to me to be pretty relevant in today's society. It's pretty close, isn't it? The amount of things you see online at the moment and, and people who just feel to uh, hide behind a, a GIF as a background poster and, and do it they like. How did you find the research process? Was that something that was particularly exciting for you? Um, I really enjoyed the research. I mean, I that's something that I find it fascinating. And, you know, you download a whole lot of stuff from the net. And at the end of the day, when you put it all together, it's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, there's a lot of contradictory stuff out there and you've just got to put it together and you've just got to try and sort of make sense of it. But the pieces do fall into place um, once you've done a bit of reading on it. And so, you know, I did a lot of reading, as you would have imagined, on this sort of stuff. But I found it fascinating and interesting. And you do get a bit of an, in a bit of an insight into the way people, the way they, these people think and act, etc. The Shoreline Publishing website is carrying the um, People Who Changed the World by Bernard Barron. You can go to shorelinepublishing.com.au and search Bernard. I just want to touch quickly before we wrap up on your writing career. You've uh, This isn't your first radio when it comes to historical stuff, is it? No, I've written, um, this is probably my sixth or seventh book. Um, the first book I wrote was 20 years ago. It was a family memoir tracing my family roots back into Warsaw, Poland and the loss that my father suffered with his brothers, his sister, his parents, eventually came to Australia. But that was an interesting story. My father suffered a lot. And I think he suffered from survivor guilt and it really affected him and it affected our relationship. And that's what that book was about. Then after that, I was for a period of time, the treasurer of the Koori Heritage Trust. And I met a lot of people, uh, indigenous people that were stolen so I wrote a book called Good as Gold, which was about the stolen generation. Interesting about that is there's a sort of great parallel between the Jewish people and the indigenous people. That is in the same way that Hitler stole land from the Jews. So did white Australia steal land from the indigenous people. In the same way that Hitler committed genocide on the Jews, white Australia has done something very similar. So I found that sort of fascinating, that parallel was pretty interesting. And after that, I wrote a couple of books. One was a book of uh, short stories about my experiences in accountancy, which was pretty interesting. And then I wrote another collection of short stories of miscellaneous short stories. Um, I've got a book called Letter to my father, which was a short story based on what Kafka wrote to his father. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I've got a couple of books coming out later this year as well. 
So I've done quite a bit of writing and I enjoy it. I find it very cathartic and very interesting. Excellent. Thanks, Bernard. We'll be in touch when the uh, next ones are due out and we'll do this all again and, and get your thoughts on those books. But thank you so much for your time today and uh, all the very best with it. Thanks very much, Will. Appreciate your time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.